Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world today. This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well out there. It is, we are in the throes of summer, people. We just got off of a blistering heat wave, as most of the um, western portion of Canada has, as well as Vancouver and a lot of parts in the States. Whoever's still going through it right now, I hope you guys are keeping cool. If you're blessed to have AC, use it, because if you don't, you could... I mean, I had to sleep in the basement with um, with some of the family here. It was pretty, it got pretty hairy there for a second. I mean, it was 34 in the house. Now, obviously, if you're from Arizona or, or um, live in Phoenix or, or, you know, California or places like that, then, you know, that's nothing. But over here, we went from back in February, I think we went from minus 40 to almost plus 40. So, I mean, I don't know, either, either climate change is a real thing or... Or we better batten down the hatches in the next couple of years. But uh, but anyways, uh, this this episode, we're coming to you live from our new studio. We've gotten a few upgrades as far as our audio. Hopefully it sounds okay. Um, we're going to be starting our video segments of the Adult Fitness Podcast starting this week. So that's kind of exciting. We got the studio all set up and we're just getting some of the, uh, the foam sort of sound dampeners down. So if you're hearing any reverb, just uh, bear with us here. But today we're going to be talking about something that took place a little while ago in the news. Uh, it was in the sporting arena of soccer or football, if you're from Europe as you were. Uh, I believe it was Cristiano Ronaldo, which I, I can never pronounce his name properly. He um, he caused a bit of a, a bit of a kerfuffle within uh, the soccer world and within the advertising world as well. Um, he basically. Um, you know, um, threw, threw some shade to, to Pepsi, threw some shade to Coke, and um, it caused... Now, now I don't know if, if it actually did cause the stock prices to, to drop, um, but what we did see was uh, a lot of discussion about some of the things that we put into our bodies as far as, um, you know, pop and, and things of that nature, very sugary drinks, and how a lot of these, um, you know, soccer and football and basketball and baseball um, organizations rely on those advertisements and what does it say when these star athletes are like look i don't drink this stuff you know (laughs) christian so um let's just look it up here let me see here all right so the portuguese footballer as of let me just see All right, so three weeks ago, particularly about, yeah, about three weeks ago, uh, this story came along across my desk, and it was kind of interesting. So basically, uh, we were looking at uh, what, what took place with, with Ronaldo. So this was on June the, let me just see here, June the 14th, this story broke. And basically what happened is before uh, Portugal went to play the 2020 Euro Football Championship opener. Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo was prepared was preparing for a pre-match press conference. Two minutes before he began, the megastar forward put aside the two Coca-Cola bottles placed in front of him and said "Agua" while smiling at the journalists. The reaction of this playful gesture, which included a slew of news articles saying that Ronaldo's actions were responsible for wiping four billion off of Coca-Cola's market. 
value has come to illustrate a grave problem. So this article that was written by Forbes talked about how um, it really didn't move the stock price as a lot of people said. Um, that basically Coke had had like, you know, a couple of off days and I guess they've recovered. But what happened was a lot of people started pointing out to the fact that, oh man, Cristiano, you know, Ronaldo, he, he, uh, he stuck it to Coke. He, um, he caused their stock price to drop. He wiped 4 billion off there. You know, this guy's got a lot of power, this, that, and the third. And whether or not that's the case or not, or whether it was just a coincidence is, uh, remains to be seen. But what we're going to be talking about today is how a lot of these, um, sort of sports mega, uh, mega leagues, um, such as the NBA and the NFL promote products that their stars just don't take part in. While you and I will look at this, look at this and think, Oh man, like that's pretty cool that they could drink sugary beverages and fattening McDonald's food and, not gain a pound and still, you know, operate at a high peak level um, physically within their sport. And that's just not the case at all. When, uh, um, so basically when you're looking at the advertising market um, for sports teams, it is staggering. So uh, let's just take a look and see what some of the numbers are. Uh, let's see. All right. Right. So, there are numerous teams that are sponsored by Coca-Cola. So, among the most well-known sponsors are American Idol, Apple, iTunes, the BET Network, NASCAR, the NBA, the NCAA, and the Olympic Games. Among uh, some of the most well-known sponsorships are um, are these are these companies. And what these companies do is they will allow, you know, Coke to splatter their image all over their, um, their stadiums and all over their, um, arenas and their courts and their football sort of fields to get, Hey, you know, uh, market share. And so people could see it. They know that hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people are tuning into these advertisements, um, into these sport, to these sports sporting events to make sure that they're going to see and get as many eyeballs thinking about their product, have it top of mind, thinking, "Hey, oh, hey, Coke, hey, look, it's Subway, you know, I can go for some Subway right now." Or, "Oh man, you know, the next commercial that hits or whatever," and it's it's you know right in tune with the advertisement we're seeing while we're watching that hockey game. We're thinking, "Hey, I could, I should probably get my uh, my car fixed by Mister Loop." Hey, you know, and, and so it's it's a synergy, right? Um, advertisers advertisers are happy. Uh, sport teams are happy because it adds to their bottom line. It makes investors and people happy who are investing into these companies. And it's it's all around a win-win. Or is it? Because if you really think about it, how many of us actually believe that any of these stars actually partake into this kind of thing? They actually, they actually um, drink or eat this sort of stuff. Um, I, I know for a fact that um, the one of the um, the podcasters and YouTube sort of aficionados that I listen to is Russell Brand, and he was talking about how um, he had a really good examination on what happens when corporations and advertising juggernauts like Coca-Cola and Pepsi and Burger King and McDonald's delve into the sporting arena. And what happens um, when we realize that this stuff just is not good for us? So if we look up um, Coke, all right. So does Coke have any nutritional value? So as was stated in 2008, December 29th, uh, by EverydayHealth.com. 
It has absolutely no nutritional value. Soda is filled with sugar and calories and nothing else. Even diet sodas, low to no calories and sugar, don't have any redeeming virtu virtues nutritionally. Okay? So you think about somebody like a Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo, I can never say his name right, dang it, who is just a, um, a specimen of a human being. You know, I mean, he's ripped, he's, his abs have abs, and um, he has been performing at a high level for a number of years within um, the field of football, um, European, like European soccer. And to think that somebody like him would, you know, be drinking Coke, drinking pop, he is a stickler for staying any, staying away from anything that's processed or refined. And so when you're trying to perform on the pitch or on the cricket field or on the soccer field or on the hockey arena or, you know, on the, on the, on the court, you're going to realize that first and foremost, you don't want anything to bring you down. You don't want anything um, to take away from what you're doing on the field. And just to, just to point out that not only does it have no, you know, nutritional benefit at all, but regular consumption of these ingredients in high quantities that you find in Coke and other processed foods can lead to higher blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. So when you, and this was stated by, uh, in 2019, November 6th, uh, by the medicalnewstoday.com. So they talked about the health risks of Coca-Cola. Now, what does that say when you have the health risks of a product and it's splastered over sporting events in the NCAA? If they were giving this to their, their players and to their performers on the field, they wouldn't be able to perform. Yet, for whatever purposes, obviously we know it's money, they want to have people looking and purchasing and buying all of this. And, and so it was a really interesting look at how sport and commerce comes together. And a lot of times it's not even necessarily about, um, about fitness. Um, there was an article I was looking up here. Just let me quickly bring it up. Um, let's see. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. All right, here we go. So, like, think about it for a second. Coke and McDonald's hosts a carnival of junk food marketing. So every four years, major corporations pay millions of prime advertising opportunities as official sponsors. Um, billions tune in to watch the Olympics on television. And every four years, uh, let me see. So in 2016, the Olympics in Rio de Janeiro were no different, with Coca-Cola and McDonald's igniting a storm of controversy over their role. So this was written by Corp, Corp, Corp Watch, um, holding corporations accountable. And this was written on August 15th, 2016. And it cites that host Olympic Games spend several billions of dollars on new infrastructure, security, and of course, on pomp and glamour. The sponsorships are seen as a way to recoup as much as 40% of these costs by offering companies the opportunity to use the official logo on their products. The Olympic Games are one of the most effective international marketing platforms in the world, reaching billions of people in over 200 countries. And territories throughout the world claims the official, I'm sorry, and territories throughout the world claims the official uh, Olympic website. But by allowing fast food sponsors, the Olympics have effectively been turned, uh, have turned a carnival of junk food to, uh, 
I'm sorry, but allowing fast food sponsors, the Olympics have effectively been turned a carnival of junk food marketing, says Malcolm Clark, coordinator of the Children's Food Campaign in the UK. We don't think McDonald's or Coca-Cola should be sponsoring the Olympics because of the way children are affected by the halo effect of their advertising. Clark told Campaign Magazine. It's also completely false to claim the Olympics would suffer without this sponsorship money. It's a small amount compared to the TV and other media rights. The Olympics might be a little less shiny without it, and the IOC delegates might not get to stay in luxury hotels. Ooh, ouch. A media report suggests that McDonald's paid 75 million euros, that's 97 million American, in 2012 to sponsor the Olympics. Until 2020, Coca-Cola paid out a 33.7 million, which is 44 million US, to sponsor the Rio Games. In comparison, NBC paid roughly a one point, oh my gosh, 1.26 billion for broadcasting rights. I'm in the wrong business. Well, actually, you know what? If this, yeah, anyways, let's keep going. Um, which equals roughly a quarter of the Rio Olympics' $4.6 billion budget. All right? So not surprisingly, the food industry defends this association with the games. Yeah, no, no crap. Trust me. If I was making that kind of money, I mean, damn, I'd, I'd defend. Whew. Let me tell you. Um, not surprisingly, the food industry defends their association with the games. Coca-Cola and McDonald's are among the world's most recognizable companies. Being involved in the Olympic family and sharing its values follows both sides to benefit from the special value of such relationships. Ian Wright, Director General of the UK Food and Drink Federation, told the campaign. You also have to remember that the source of the controversy is invariably Western and metropolitan. Uh, invariably Western and metropolitan. Asian and Latin American countries have no problem with companies that behave responsibly. But Brazilian activists were outraged by rights comments. We find the Food Drug uh, Federation's comments to be offensive. In Latin America, these two companies, Coca-Cola and McDonald's, represent one of the main vectors of obesity and diabetes, which is an epidemic in our region. Alejandro Calavaglio Unan from Consumer Power wrote in an assignment to Newsweek. They deny the scientific evidence about the harm their products generate. They manipulate children. They use misleading advertising and invest millions of dollars in lobbying to implement the development of policy measures in countries that are working to combat obesity and chronic disease. Indeed, the majority of Brazil's 210 million population is considered to be obese. Holy smokes! I, I, wow, this is news to me, uh, including 39% of children, an astonishing 1,000% increase in the last 40 years. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. Um, if these companies did indeed act responsibly, they would not have to advertise to children, Dr. Fabio Gomez, a Brazilian public health nutritionist and world health organization's regional advertiser on nutrition told the Guardian newspaper they would not spend their license they would not send their licensed clowns to Brazil schools to hook children on their brands oh my goodness and products and they would not promote sugary drinks and energy dense products that are not recommended by Brazilians official food based dietary guidelines meanwhile McDonald's brought uh, McDonald's brought itself extra media promotion by giving away food to athletes in the Olympic Village who unashamedly posted pictures of themselves binging on the company products. Now it's time to eat some junk food after months of eating clean, wrote um, Australia badminton player um, Sawan. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name. After he lost um, in Taiwan uh, to, well, let's see, to Taiwan. Um, whew, I gotta say, um, 
there's there's nothing worse than listening to people shill for a company that is doing nothing but all the wrong things. Um, at some point in time, definitely we all got we all realize we got to pay the bills and we got to make we got to make our money as. Um, you know, as a lot of people will say in various countries, you got to put bread on the table. Got to keep the lights on. Hey, man, then babies aren't going to feed themselves. I get it. All right. Um, nobody wants to be driving a Prius for the rest of their life. No offense to people who have a Prius. It's, it's awesome. But, you know, we all want we all want that brass ring. We all want to get up there and live a life of leisure and luxury. And these brands allow certain people to do that. But at what cost? And I think what we saw with Christian Cristiano Ronaldo... Um, Ronaldo, there you go. So we'll just call him that. Um, he kind of took away that veneer and said, look, he's a, he's a top earner for the last decade in his sport. He's world-renowned. He has over 200-plus million people on Instagram, and he's known the world over. Um, he's, you know, he's an icon within that sport, and he didn't get that way from eating crap. He didn't get that way from consuming sugary drinks and beverages that lead to diabetes and heart disease and chronic illnesses. And he was just basically pointing that out. And I think what we're going to have to contend with over the next couple of years as we see a lot and, you know, a lot of the boomers um, enter into retirement and beyond that is that this new generation coming up, we really got to, you know, get our hooks into them and, 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 and move away from this sort of, um, the sort of diet that's killing people. I mean, just the fact that almost half of your children in your country are obese, that, 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 if that doesn't shock you, I don't know what will. And so with so many people worldwide, particularly internationally with the NBA, um, football, basketball, baseball, all of these sports, we definitely know that they do rely on these advertising dollars. But at what cost is it going to um, come to when you're saying, hey, you know what, we are... We are advertising for some of the most elite athletes on the planet, yet they're drinking a a beverage that, to be completely honest with you, I've only used to clean my toilet bowl and to get the rust off of pennies, if we still collect, anybody still collect pennies out there? But, um, so yeah, that was just a little food for thought there. It was something that, um, I thought was very interesting and really, um, Really kind of uh, a weird dichotomy between sport and advertising and, you know, physical fitness and what happens when, you know, we kind of, you know, the truth kind of comes out, you know. Um, Obviously, Ronaldo is that player who could do that because he has such international esteem and he could, you know, say say something like that that can really kind of shake people up a little bit. But um, I I think just going forward, we need to, you know, really take a stand against these sort of... um, these sort of beverages that are that are hurting us out there so hopefully this is something that um you know hits you in the feels as it were the kids are saying i don't know if they can still say that but um thank you uh once again for listening um and until next time i want you to keep fit and have fun